Right. Welcome to episode 144 of Santa Mira After Dark. I am Jeremy. I am Stephen. And this week, we are talking about It's a Wonderful Knife. Yes. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets to kill. Oh, I like it. That was, that was That's what it says on Letterboxd. Oh. I thought uh, I thought you just made that up off the top of your head. Um, yes, uh, directed by Tyler McIntyre, starring Jane Woodup and Jess McLeod. Also, Justin Long is in here. Um, Catherine Isabel makes an appearance. Oh, of, of course. I was uh, kind of watching Ginger Snaps prior to the recording. So, yeah, this movie kind of snuck up on us. Um, mm-hmm. I've been looking forward to this movie for a while. I know um, I heard about it probably like this summer. I saw that there was like a Scream inspired uh, slasher film coming out around the holidays. What I did not know was that it was coming out in like early November. So, yeah, yeah. I guess it was at like those regal secret screenings or whatever. At the yeah, end of, it was uh, it was this this Monday or last Monday, I think. It was uh, the Monday before Halloween, so it was was playing uh, October 30th was was its first screening. So, yeah, but I guess it's a Shudder original. I don't know when it comes out to Shudder. I I thought maybe it it would be on Shudder already, and that's why it kind of snuck up on people. But as far as I know, it's... uh... Oh, here it is. Uh, it comes to Shutter December twenty second, twenty twenty three. So I was gonna say, probably around Christmas time because they did that last year with that um, Santa Robot Killer movie. Oh, uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas or whatever it is. Yeah, because that had a, a small theatrical run too. Yeah, Christmas Bloody Christmas was was that one. I didn't really like that movie. Um, it wasn't bad. But yeah, this is the. Uh, you know, I saw the Shutter logo before it came on, and I didn't even realize this was going to be a Shutter exclusive or whatever. But you know, the fact that like we are, you know, like pretty big horror fans, and we didn't even know this was playing this week until a couple of days ago, and they just like randomly put it in some theaters. So, yeah, I just I happened know. to look and see what was playing. Yeah, and yeah, it happened to be there, so. Yeah, that, that would explain why we went to the movie theater last night and we were the only two in the theater who uh, oh, yeah. were seeing this one. Uh, you know, it could be because uh, uh, the Marvels came out yesterday. I don't know how that one's doing in the box office. Um, I don't think anybody's going to see that either. No. And I saw people were pushing for the holdovers to uh, kind of take over the Marvels this week in the box office. Like, people are pushing to go see the holdovers so that a Marvel movie doesn't open at number one. But I do want to see that. Yeah. Um, that's, that was just playing like an hour away. So mm-hmm. did not go see that. So yeah, we, we, we stuck with, it's a wonderful knife and uh, yeah, kind of at the last minute when we saw it was playing, we were like, 
you know, let's uh, let's cancel the see no evil episode and save it for a later date. Yeah, and we'll talk about this. And you know, I so think it was a good choice. Much, yeah, we're pretty much starting our holiday movie selections early. Yeah. Um, yeah, because we also have a holiday-themed movie coming next week, which is hopefully better than uh, last year's uh, Thanksgiving episode, because that movie sucked. But... It's gotta be. <laughs> yeah, we did Blood Rage last year, and that was a, uh, that was a bad one. But... <laughs> but yeah, so before we get into our, uh, our thoughts on this movie, uh, would you like to give a brief plot description on... It's a wonderful knife. Mm-hmm. So it follows this girl named Winnie who saves the town from a killer, pretty much, that attacks Christmas party on Christmas Eve. But then a year later, she wishes she's never been born, and she gets transported to a parallel universe without her existence. And it, yeah. with the killer still alive and killing the entire year, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I guess the idea is that the, the killer decides to kill people every uh, couple years, I guess, is the idea. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we'll get into some spoiler-free thoughts first, and then we'll get into... Uh, Spoiler section. So, spoiler-free thoughts. What did we think of It's a Wonderful Knife? This is one of those horror movies where it's just, like, it's really fun. It's in the same vein of Freaky and Happy Death Day. And Totally Killer. We can add that to the mix now. Yeah. Uh, it fits right in with those type of movies. Yeah, um... It's it it's almost ironic that Totally Killer came out like a little over a month ago because yeah they are very similar in a lot of ways like you know obviously they're totally different movies but you know almost like the same vibe and it's almost like they would probably make like a good double feature um cause mm-hmm. they, like cuz one kind of blatantly rips off uh Back to the Future and the other one is like ripping off it's a wonderful life. <laughs> and it's a wonderful life. It's like a mixture You're right. of that. You're right. I noticed that yesterday when we were watching it, and then when I came home, Back to the Future 2 was on TV. And I was like, oh yeah, this movie really does feel like that. Oh, what, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's um, like with the kind of like dystopian world with like big business taking over and that you know that's kind of what back to the future mm-hmm. goes into in uh in their future world so yeah that's kind of what happens here because we have justin long who is um yeah pretty much i guess trying to uh you know create like a big business corporation in like the middle of the city kind of like drive people out of town just so he can have his shops and his businesses up and i mm-hmm. think that's kind of like the like his whole arc um as, as as much as i like justin long i'm not sure what he's doing in this movie because you know he he's obviously like 
the highlight of movies like Barbarian and Drag Me to Hell and, you know, all that stuff. But this one, like, he's doing a, a weird accent, and it's like, almost like he's trying to talk down to people and show that he's mm-hmm. this, like, big, big businessman. But It's kind of like how you would talk to a baby. Yeah. It, it seems like it's intentional. I don't know if it was, like, his choice or the director's choice. So, like, it seems like it's intentional, but it kind of took me out of the movie, and I didn't really like it. So Yeah, I, I, was, mean, I wasn't liking it either. He's not really I, in the movie too much, though. Right. So, it's so, like, you can get away with it just because it wasn't so much, but I didn't really like it either. Yeah, as, as much as I like Justin Long in, in you know, a, a lot of things, and I heard, I even heard he's good in uh, the new Goosebumps show. Like, this this role that he's playing here, I, I don't think it kind of hit what they were trying to, to do. And, you know, it, it it's probably not, like, like I said, it's probably not his performance. Like, his acting skills are fine. It's just the way yeah. he's being directed to act is kind of off dumb and off and weird but but yeah i think this is a very fun movie um i enjoyed this one a lot more than i thought i was going to because it's it you know you know how you said it kind of reminded you of like totally killer and happy death day it reminded Mm -hmm. me uh, it reminded me of like those late 90s and early 2000s slasher movies like yeah, uh, like Urban Legend and um, yeah, I could see that, that too. Valentine and, and movies like that, like that's kind of the vibe I got from it. And you know, obviously, I think the design of this killer, w- with the design of this killer, I think that was intentional because it's very much paying tribute to Ghostface. And mm-hmm. there's even like a few, well, one instance I could think of where. You you know how like the the ghost face killers, they're treated as if they are normal people just going out and doing the killings. So like you know, Scream yeah. Two, you have you have Ghost Face falling over the chair and, and stuff like that. There's a scene here in this movie where uh, the the killer is chasing after someone and they just fall over. So it seems like they were trying to keep these or, or this killer. Um, in the same vein as that, which you know, I I didn't mm-hmm. mind. Yeah, it it it's it's very weird that this movie did that because uh, Thanksgiving, which comes out next week, the Eli Roth slasher film, I'm they excited. released a post. <laughs> I'm I'm cautiously. Well, yeah. That. Um. They released a poster for that movie, and it it's like early '90s and or like late '90s inspired. And it they came out and said it's inspired by the posters of slasher films from that era. So you know how you have like a stack of characters, like mm-hmm. in you know like Urban Legend and Scream and Halloween H two O, like that style yeah. of poster. They released one like that. So I don't know. It's just kind of ironic that. I don't know if that's where we're heading. You know, where we're paying tribute to the late 90s now. If we got our 80s slasher movies and now we're moving on to the 90s slasher movies. I don't know if that's where we're heading. 
but uh, it's just interesting that those happened back to back like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are some like very cool uh, kills in this movie, which we'll get into in the spoiler section, like one involving a movie theater. I thought that was very good. Um, probably where this movie fell flat is probably the very ending of the movie because once again, it's something we'll get into in the spoiler section, but there's this thing that Justin Long is doing to the other characters that seems like it was just introduced in that scene and then not expanded upon and you know, it doesn't go anywhere. So Mm -hmm. it's like a a supernatural element to this movie, which is fine because, you know, obviously with, um, you know, like erasing your existence, you would have to involve some type of supernatural element into the story. So that's fine. But it, it, it seemed like one too many additions to this movie that I didn't really jump mm-hmm. with. But it wasn't really needed either. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in the, the spoiler section. But uh, do you have anything else spoiler free wise or you want um, to? No, we could jump into the spoilers. Well, well, real quick, spoiler-free-wise, um, how did you, th- or what did you think of, like, this, uh, our, our final girls, I guess, the, the two main characters who are, uh, their names are Winnie and Bernie. Winnie the and Bernie. Weirdo. weirdo. Yeah, weirdo. They kept following her. Um, at first, I was like, oh, they have, um, Catherine Isabel here to help with final girl energy. You, yeah, you, you literally said that to me in the middle of the theater, like, because we were the only two in there, so we were, like, kind of talking back and forth. Yeah. And I, re- I remember you saying that Catherine Isabel is in here because they don't trust this girl to be the final girl. <laughs> and then she ended up being really good. And I know this is, like, one of her first movies. At least on Letterboxd, it's the only four movies. She's in that, um, she's in that show Ye- Yellow Jackets. Oh, okay. I guess. I haven't watched it yet. So I think that's kind of where she's most known from as of now. But but yeah, I think both of them were good. I like yeah. them. And, you know, especially um, Jane Woodup, who is our, uh, you know, obviously the main final girl. She, you know, surprisingly very good. And I was kind of on board with you in the beginning where... You know, it kind of doesn't feel like she has final girl energy, as you call mm-hmm. it. But yeah, she was very good, and I was—I—I I, I have it—I have it in my notes that I wanted to make a point of how uh, surprisingly good I thought she was in this movie because mm-hmm. she was and, funny too. And even her uh, her chemistry with uh, the character Bernie, who uh, Jess McCloud was in uh, Death Note, the Netflix movie. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Future uh, future episode. Uh, <laughs> Does that movie but, still exist? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like like their chemistry, and you know, this movie openly has LGBT characters, but you know, they they do it in a in a way of kind of just having them exist in the world which i always like i I love when movies do that instead of just like stopping the movie flat and 
like stopping it dead in its tracks just to show you that there's an LGBT yeah. character. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to bring it up because I hate the the series or like the the later trilogy, I guess. Uh, Jurassic World, Fallen, not Fallen Kingdom, uh, Dominion. Um, one of the like park rangers or something has a line where it's pretty much just implied that she's a lesbian character. But she like stops the stops the movie dead in its tracks just to point out that she uh, likes redheads or something like that. I forget the line, but it's like okay, so you're just you know showing me that there's a lesbian character in here, and it's like okay, mm, would have been funny if like all the dinosaurs just stopped <laughs> and it <laughs> like, like zooms out and you see all the dinosaurs look over, like yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> redheads. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. There's yeah, I know what you mean though. And there's actually a scene in this movie that kind of um pokes fun at it. Uh, what scene is that? I might have missed it. Because the um the brother's gay, and of course oh. his Christmas gift is a rainbow ornament. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Oh, gee, thanks." <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." <laughs> and the um, the the aunt or something who I think that Catherine Isabel wasn't her character a lesbian too. Yeah, um, yeah. She is. I don't know. She says something like about how the kid is going to have to endure rainbow gifts for the rest of his life. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, because she's already there. She probably gets some too. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm just going to make it a point starting this year. I'm going to get you a, a new rainbow Christmas ornament every single year. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> every year you're going to get one new addition to, to, the, to the tree. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, I don't know. We're pretty much in spoiler territory, I guess. So it, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. We're, we're like diving into characters now and whatnot, but yeah. Um. Yeah, so I I guess we can kind of uh, talk about like the the opening of the movie. I guess we don't have to go through it beat by beat, but the opening of the movies. I know I missed I missed the very opening because I wanted to go get popcorn and there's chaos going on out there. Yeah, you can't go get popcorn toward the end of the trailers, but and that's you know a, a rookie. And I was giving you your drink. Yeah, it was a rookie mistake. That I'm surprised. Well, I'm surprised you made. Well, you saw the parking lot when we pulled in. Yeah, it, I it, thought that was good. <laughs> it it looked like the movie theater was closed. <laughs> yeah, on a Friday night with a Marvel movie coming out, there was seven cars in the parking lot. Like five cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe seven, including employees. <laughs> So, yeah, it's. I, I I could see why you thought it'd be quick, but it was not. There was an issue with someone. Uh, would you say they were getting like the Regal Unlimited? He was struggling to get the Regal Unlimited and didn't know what to do. And I was like, oh god. You know, you know why? Why? Because no one gets Regal Unlimited, <laughs> so it's a rare occurrence where something yeah, like that happens. Yeah, because eighteen ninety nine. Yeah, uh, how much is Cinemarks? 
$9.99. See, like, it's it's literally half the price, and Cinemark is the one who has pretty much all the movies you would want to see. Regal's kind of hit... Now, late, lately, it's been the opposite, and I've been noticing everything showing at Regal. Okay. Yeah, Regal is kind of hit and miss, because I know they were playing Priscilla before Cinemark was. Yeah. Uh, they were the only one playing God is a Bullet, which is my favorite movie of the year so far. Um, and they're playing Journey to Bethlehem. Oh, that, that musical. I, I meant to ask you more about that, because you mentioned it in passing to me in the, mm-hmm. in the parking lot. But... So, so you're. Oh, yeah, that was the other Christmas movie that came out this weekend. Yeah, so I just want to point out. So, you started your Halloween watch list the last week of August. And. <laughs> we watched Cobweb. <laughs> and you were starting your Christmas watch list in early November. So, you're very much, Gent- very much ahead of the game. Yeah. I'm starting it gently this time because. You know, watching the Thanksgiving ones too. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, my Halloween one ended off with eighty-two movies. Wow. Uh, let me look at mine real quick. Um, while I do that, um, I just want to recommend some uh, Thanksgiving movies. You should watch uh, Spider-Man and Prisoners. Are always two uh, two great Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, Spider-Man is. Yeah. Because they have Thanksgiving dinner there. <laughs> um, because there's a turkey I had f- in the freeze. <laughs> <laughs> I had 46 movies on my Halloween watch list this year. The first one was... Well, I remember the Child's Play remake is like an after Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a Boxing Day movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? What are some other... Like this this holiday season, I have a list of like some Christmas movies that I want to do for the podcast, and I want to make sure I save them for the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Probably, a Muppet Christmas Carol is going to be one of them, <laughs> and maybe uh, Prometheus because they decorate a Christmas tree in that movie. Mm. Maybe uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Four. Initiation. It's a very good one. Oh yeah, I like that one. That's my favorite one of that franchise. But Black Christmas 2019. You know, it, it it's possible. Maybe we'll go back and revisit that 2006 one too because that was like a very early episode in the podcast. But mm-hmm. the mean one. Oh yeah, that's a possible one too. We have a plethora going so. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So let, let's uh, let's get back to uh, it's a wonderful knife. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll discuss the opening a little bit. Like I said, we don't have to go through the movie, uh, you know, beat by beat or anything like that. But uh, the opening of the movie, like you said, you went to the 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 bath or to the uh, concessions during it, and there's like this opening, and they kind of do it the second oh, it like a minute, literally. Yeah, it it wasn't too much. It, it was like this opening of Justin kind of um about uh wants to renew the town and open up like these whatever business plan he has going 
which you know isn't really flushed out enough for me to even understand what it is. Mm-hmm. Like he tries to get people to leave the town, and he buys this land and whatnot. But I don't think it's ever really flushed out enough for me to understand what the heck he's even trying to build. But kind of like some type of gentrifying, maybe where he's like buying people out of their houses and destroying them for fun, not for fun. Oh, but... he, he, well, that—that's definitely what it is because the um, the 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 one old guy, he's he's someone's grandfather i think and i don't know they do this weird thing where they're having sleepovers on christmas eve which you know something i've never heard of in my in all my days <laughs> sleepover someone's house on christmas I'm unheard of. they're having like a gathering at the I, mean, I don't know if it's the school or what it is or like a town hall or something they're having like a big gathering of like this christmas party or whatever the christmas and, eve bash yeah, and uh, Winnie, and I think it, her name's Kara. Uh, she is uh, Winnie's friend. I guess they're sleeping over, or they're having a sleepover on Christmas Eve, and Justin Long is trying to get this final person to move out so he can continue on with his business. And, you know, they're not happy. It, it is like this weird commentary where this guy is like, Normal people are going to be the ones who save this town, not people like you. So you know it. It, it is something, and he doesn't. Yeah. Want to, he doesn't want to sell his house because he doesn't want to turn it into all this, uh, you know, big business thing. So Justin Long takes it upon himself to try to kill him, and that's how we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, very extreme. Like you have to go this far. Not only that, but you're talking to like an old man. So it's like, how much time does he really have? You know, even if you have to be for sale. Yeah, like even if you have to push it back a few years, you know, it's going to happen. So it's also it's also very hilarious that when we cut to the following year, this like city is already up and running. (laughs) Yeah, you know how long it takes to to build a building, let alone city. (laughs) You must have had it all built. Or partially built. Maybe. But, um, so for some reason, I'm not sure why Justin Long goes to this gathering and is like, you know, I'm going to kill a couple more people off. Um, not, not sure. later in the movie. It was like, he was going after the kids of the parents of other businesses in the city. Oh, so like that... once their kids died, they just kind of gave up and didn't care anymore. So he had more power and was able to control more. So he's like trying to wipe out like uh, authority figures. All competition, pretty much, yeah. Okay, so that's why the following year, the town is in like disarray and is pretty much Gotham in the beginning of the Batman. <laughs> yeah. I've compared a few movies to that. That's probably like one of my favorite scenes in the Batman is the opening where Gotham is just total chaos and people are afraid that Batman's going to show up. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's um, great. 
but I've, I've compared the, be- <clears throat> the beginning. It is great. Yeah, I've compared the beginning of Halloween Ends to that too. So yeah, is you know, yeah, I see it. Haddonfield's in a disarray. Um, mm-hmm. So Winnie, it, we we were we were cracking up at this when it happened in the the movie theater. Um, there's a scene where Winnie is like taking photos for the school yearbook, takes a picture of her friend very close up in the car, and it's implied that like this. This car ride for the sleepover on Christmas Eve is going to end up in the school yearbook. <laughs> yeah, but on our way to the party. Yeah, I don't know. Just just kind of a weird a weird thing to to put in the yearbook. But uh, she goes to the party, and this is where we're introduced to uh, the the weirdo girl who kind of just waves a little bit and. No, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like her character arc where she's like, like, not like she's literally suicidal and is about to, um, to end her life, and you know, like this whole journey with, uh, with Winnie is pretty much what saves her, and you know, yeah. they, they end up in a relationship. So I, I do really like this, uh, you know, kind of story going on here, like this plot thread. Mm-hmm. Um, cause all throughout the movie, it's like, they're trying to kind of, kind of hint to you that this weirdo girl means more than what the movie, than like what she originally sh- is shown in the movie, because she's shown as just this girl who stands in the corner at the party and doesn't really have any friends or anybody. And in reality, like this is, well, the following year, I guess would be her turning point. And, you know, like a year later, she still yeah. has no friends, so she's going to commit suicide. So, yeah, it's, I don't know, I, I just really like that plot line. Yeah, they didn't really say that that was going to, it's like, almost like, you think she'd be involved in the killings or something, or you know there's something deeper. Yeah. Yeah, because they even play it off as if she's the suspicious character, so... I don't know. I, I I like that that um because even throughout the movie when it jumps ahead, it's like we are like we know Justin Long is the killer, but it's possible that someone's helping him or that there are more people here doing it. And you know, it, it like could it be this weird girl that is you know helping Justin Long? You know, the, the, that question was in the back of my head the entire time. And, you know, luckily it, it wasn't and turned out to be uh, Winnie's father, which <laughs> I don't know. It, 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 explain that that part to me, because I guess it ties into this um, weird hold he has over people. And oh. they pretty much said he was. Um, he was doing the killings for him, so. Yeah, pretty much all the kids that died were from families in the town. Now, does that tie into um, the plot with uh, the eyes at the end of the movie? Like, is that? Yeah, that's what. Like, is it like this hip hypnosis thing that is going on here? Because I don't know. I I that's right. Got out of it. Okay. Yeah, I, I wasn't really sure. 
But, you know, we, we did talk about, like, the supernatural element that takes place in this movie. So, which I guess they directly take from uh, It's a Wonderful Life, where... Um, mm-hmm. So the following year after these killings, um, I guess, like, no one really, especially her parents, like, no one really takes the time to kind of take a step back and see how this affected Winnie because she was responsible for killing yeah. for killing Justin Long. Like, she electrocutes him, rips his mask off, and then it's him, which I really liked that reveal because... and. I know that they were probably um, cringing when they saw Scream 6 do the same thing <laughs> earlier this year. Oh, like, yeah. Where, where the killers revealed in like the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really like that. And she she kills him like she electrocutes him, rips his mask off. It's Justin Long. And then we get the, the title card. And then it jumps ahead one year later. And yeah, no one's really... Like pays any attention that um, you know she went through this traumatic event and had to kill somebody to save people and like not only that but like at this party her boyfriend at the time was or no it it it, it wasn't that because she catches her boyfriend cheating at this year's Christmas party oh, oh yeah her boyfriend's been cheating on her she's since so distraught since that yeah she's so distraught that she doesn't realize he's been cheating. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm amazed at like high school cheating for a year, because <laughs> it's it's like, you know, I don't know, like I I, I can't imagine for yeah. for for a year, you know, that's kind of kind of a bit much, but like you should might as well just break up with her and get with the friend. Yeah, yeah, instead of hide it for a year. Especially in high school, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, so for Christmas, she gets a workout outfit from her parents. And, you know, like, kind of implied that she doesn't really do much with her life and she needs to start working out. Uh, she gets, it, it's shown very, like a, go ahead. Offensive gift. Yeah. It's shown very briefly on the uh, on the computer screen, but she was also denied uh, from the college that she wanted to go to. And, oh yeah! And on top of that, um, she catches her boyfriend cheating on her uh, the the night of the party. So I don't know, just like all around a bad time. Her 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 brother was gifted a uh, a truck for Christmas while she got workout gear. The parents try to justify it as like, we've got you both something that that you guys both need. And it's like... And they're like, oh, well, the truck's for both of you. <laughs> yeah, they, they try to justify it in multiple ways. Even if like they both needed... like If she really needed workout gear, getting her like one outfit compared to this truck is just <laughs> hilarious. Because, um, you know, you got this like... Forty thousand dollar truck versus this, you know, forty dollar track suit. <laughs> yeah, and all in total, their gifts came to forty thousand dollars or forty thousand and forty dollars. So, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. They did fix it at the end, though. Kinda. <laughs> well, <laughs> kind of, sorta. The the prior year, it's uh, revealed that her uh, camera broke for the yearbook, and that comes back later. She does get the pictures developed because if you look very briefly on, she has like a board in her room, and the picture in the car that was supposed to be in the yearbook is on the board and i don't know it's just kind of funny that that came back and oh e- yeah and even like the picture you know seeing it there it's like why would that be in the yearbook <laughs> <laughs> like no need for it yeah but um yeah so she sees the uh the northern lights or uh the aurora borealis as they call it and mm-hmm. this is like her turning point and is like, I wish I, I never existed. And yeah, it's, you know, very instant, very much like it's a wonderful life, obviously, because of the title. And yeah, uh, she leaves. Uh, well, on the way home, she notices that Justin Long's character is still alive. And she gets home and she realizes that like, her brother was killed and her parents don't recognize her. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though she never, or just because she never existed, it led to this town just being in total ruins and this, um, you know, killer still being alive and attacking every couple weeks, I think they say it is. So, yeah, it just, there's a serial killer going on and no one can find out who it is. This is even the first time there was a witness. I barely even try to. Because if you hear the cop, he says, I know we're not going to catch the killer, but put the police tape up anyways, because it looks better. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just I don't like... Care. <laughs> I don't know if it's just like the control that Justin Long has over this town. But yeah, it's like the police just don't even care about what's going on. So I don't. I don't know if that's like... What's going on here is that Justin Long just has this control over it, and you know that's where the the blue Why eyes come into. Her? Oh yeah, you're right. The cop, um, yeah, the the cop uh, returns, and now he is working for the police force. So, and they also say that he got like promoted because, um. Pretty much because of Justin Long's character, so yeah, yeah. There, there's a yeah. So, uh, what are some other uh, events in this movie you'd like to delve into? Well, I know um, we talked about weirdo. I can't remember her name now. Bernie. Bernie. We find out. Um, this is kind of jumping toward the end, but I like how we find out that they both traveled to this alternate universe instead of just one of them. Yeah. And it, it, it it's, it's kind of like, um, what's the guy's name? And it's a wonderful life. Um, the guy that, uh, pretty oh. much is it Claude or something like that. Clarence, Clarence. Who's Claude? Is that the cat from black Christmas? Yeah. Okay. You know, they're one and the same, pretty much. George Bailey and Clarence 
Clarence was yes. the angel. Yeah. So not Claude. Or <laughs> if you talk about the 2019 one, Claudette. Yes. I knew it started with a, a, a C, so that's why I thought of Claude. Yeah. Close enough. Yeah, it's, you got to see it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I just got it mixed up with the cat from Black Christmas. You know, it's the same thing. Um, but yeah, um, it is. Uh, you know, this. Well, oh, they they pretty much treat uh, Bernie like him, and is like this. This is technically her guardian angel, or whatever it may be. And that yeah. would be why she travels. I th- I think that's kind of like the the fill in for that role, but I don't know. I am curious mm-hmm. to watch this movie again to kind of pick up on some of the other references to It's a Wonderful Life. And yeah, and um, especially to delve into this whole. Like side plot of the control Justin Long has over it, because I I think it's such like I think you have to either not have it in the movie or almost put it all over the movie. So like I don't think it's mm-hmm. I don't think it's in here enough for what they're trying to convey. It's like if he's running the yeah. police, if if he's running the police force, he's controlling people's eyes and like brainwashing people. Like you don't really get the vibe that that stuff's happening until the very end of the movie when it's said. So... No, I noticed his eyes at the beginning of the movie were, like, blue. Like, bright blue. And I was like, oh, I don't know if he's wearing contacts for some reason. And then at the end of the movie, when everybody else's eyes, I was like, oh, look at their eyes all look weird. Yeah, and... I, I was just confused if it was like the filter on the movie that made their eyes blue. So I don't know. It, it it's it's so weird and like so unfleshed out, I guess. That mm-hmm. they they just don't go far enough with it. If if it's gonna be here, you know, you kinda have to do it through more of the movie. Like the the only other implication they have it is that when she's like talking to her dad about how how Justin Long killed her son or his son, I mean, uh, he doesn't he doesn't believe her and is like, uh, he paid for the funeral and he's a nice man and all this and that. So th- there, there is that, but it's it's just not mm-hmm. enough. It's not enough for what they're trying to get me to believe. Um, yeah, and it's just like oh the the Aurora. <laughs> yeah, um, that'll be their explanation. Yeah. I do like, um, well, n- not that I like it, but I think it's hilarious that uh, um, uh, what, what's her name? The the mother, like she's just openly like cheating on her husband after all this happened. Like, oh yeah, middle- she has side, to, but they're like front and center. <laughs> yeah, it, it, we're in like swingers territory, pretty much. It's like openly cheating, and, yeah, like them knowing about it. <laughs> that's and he just doesn't care about anything. Yeah, that's another thing. Like they don't go far enough with that either. So it's like, you know, if if he really is like this far gone, and he's willing to kill for Justin Long, and he doesn't care about like what's happening to his marriage and all this and that, like you have to kind of 
explain that a bit better. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like I have to see yeah. the, the, the fall of this guy, but it's just not here enough. And I know I'm complaining about the movie a lot, but I, I, like I said, I really enjoy this movie. It's just a couple things like that that kind of stop stop, stop this movie from being great as opposed to being uh, very good. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, it's like an hour and twenty some minutes, so it's really short. Yeah, and you know, I just sneeze real quick. Bless you. Thank you. Um, oh, what I'm saying is, if you, um, you know, if you expand this movie a little bit and add like ten minutes to it, you can delve into some things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, this movie, I, th- I think it's like on Letterboxd, it says it's ninety minutes. Um, I saw somewhere else it was eighty-seven minutes. So like we are like running very short. Um, yeah. Even Totally Killer, like, that was, like, 110 minutes or something like that. So they had, mm-hmm. you know, 15, 20 minutes more than this movie does to kind of delve into more of the backstory. So, you know, I don't know. Like, I love myself a quick 90-minute slasher movie, but when you're delving into, like, this territory, I think, you know, it, it would have made this movie great had there been... uh some some more stuff flushed out a little bit. Yeah. But um But yeah. Now let's talk about this Aurora real quick. Let's do it. Because the idea of it she makes this wish and we find out that this Aurora appears. It's like fading. Yeah. But it appears they they literally say this in the movie. It appears when somebody is killed violently. You know, so I, I totally forgot about that and I'm glad you mentioned it because that was hilarious <laughs> because they make it a point to yeah. say that someone has to die violently <laughs> in order for the Aurora to not fade. Now yeah. I'm surprised it's fading in this universe because the killings are being, are thriving. Like there's and instead of three kills, there's like 26, they said. You know, they they actually fix that because they say that it has to be uh, Justin Long. Does, yeah. Doesn't the dad die or something? Yeah. Some, someone yeah, they has... kill him. They kill him and thought, oh, like, mystery solved because... We killed the killer, but no, it's still fading. Because it has to be Henry Waters. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Has to be him. Guys. Yeah. Like how we've just been calling him Justin Long this entire time. <laughs> but yeah, they say it has to be him. So like, yeah, I thought I thought that was funny when they said he has to die violently. Yeah, the the Aurora Borealis is just mad at him in particular. And it has to be him who's the one who dies. <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's pretty funny. And it almost has the personality of its own because you see when she's like yelling at it, it turns red. Yeah. So you could tell it's like angry. Like you didn't kill the right person. 
Yeah, and it's it's such a weird thing because like you're you're literally yelling at stars, so it's like yeah. I don't know what territory that's, they're, they're... That's kind of like what they do in It's a Wonderful Life too, because the, the the angels were talking to each other, and you see like these stars lighting up. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. It's like you're yelling at stars, so it's like the the the, the for the I, I don't know. It's such a weird thing because I don't like we're we're talking about like entities at this point. <laughs> like we're not even talking about like human to human communication. We're talking about like entities, like the yeah. nor- the Northern Lights. So I don't know. It's I'm I'm not saying I don't like it, but I don't know. It's it's uh, it's it's such a weird thing to throw in here at the end of the movie to be like, oh, the the Aurora Borealis is mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Aurora Borealis is unhappy. Someone has to die violently, and it has to be Justin Long. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's just that's just the other hints of the supernatural stuff going on. Yeah. So. Let's uh let's talk about my favorite scene in the movie, the uh, the movie theater sequence where there are two movies showing here, um, Christmas Carol from nineteen forty six, or I know what you did last Christmas. <laughs> so natu- naturally, they go and see the movie that actually exists, so they don't have to make a fake movie to to put to put in. This yeah. Movie. So now it see- looks like I had a fake movie at the beginning of the movie when they were watching that Hallmark movie. Oh yeah, Remember? I forgot about that. I was like I was like, thank God that's a movie because that was the cheesiest thing. Yeah, because they like, show it's snowing. Now it looks like we all got our wish. Yeah. And then I was like, this is from the movie. Because <laughs> the way it shows up, it's as if it's part of a movie. Like they don't yeah. they don't show that it's on a TV, but then it zooms out and it's revealed that it's on a TV. So I don't know. But yeah, I remember cracking up at that and being okay, like thank God that's fake Hallmark movie. Yeah. But I know what you did last Christmas. Somebody has to make it now. The directors of this movie have to make it. Yeah, like they have that um that uh legacy sequel for I Know What You Did Last Summer coming out. So, yeah, so it's like the perfect time to do it. Yeah, it, it's like maybe it just takes place on Christmas, and you call it that. <laughs> perfect. I, I actually don't know if that movie's coming out because that was announced like two or three years ago, and nothing has happened with it yet. So we'll see, I guess. Yeah, might be done. We'll see. The the strike probably pushed that back too, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, um, but yeah, my my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, this is where Winnie's cal- not calendar camera comes into play, and she uh, is like taking pictures of the, the movie theater, and that's how like it lights up. And even seeing the scene in a movie theater, it plays off like we're actually in the movie because like the room lights yeah. up when the camera lights up. Like that's her her source of light, so she keeps taking pictures. To light up the room, so yeah, it's it's um very well shot, and this is where Catherine Isabel meets her demise, and she is uh 
stabbed in the well it, it's weird because they play it off like people are are like gagging but then you hear uh Catherine isabel from the other room she walks in and she's making like that gagging noise and then it's revealed that she got stabbed so yeah yeah what's but, up but yeah you, you hate to see it but yeah that's um just just the way that's shot i think that's a uh phenomenally shot sequence just the, the way the room lights up mm-hmm. the way it lights up on the screen um just so well done uh, what, what were you gonna say it's sad that she was kind of sort of misused in the movie because she didn't really do too too much but it's okay at the same time and at least the death wasn't permanent yeah i mean she's not um you know like a main character in this movie so she she is like a a supporting actor in this movie so you know kind of fine like she's she's good in the scene she's She's in yeah she's here for the horror fans enjoyment yeah pretty much but um yeah would you like to wrap us up on this movie Alone. Yeah, well, we can talk about killings real quick too, because the movie actually does have some pretty cool ones. Okay. Like at the beginning, I liked the one where the guy got that candy cane decoration impaled. Yeah. Yeah, like the and then there was candy canes in the mouth. Yeah, and then there was a scene at the party where the stoner was being killed. And then, like, the blood splatter all over the window, and then all over the the white angel costume. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and that's, you know, I, I feel like that's kind of why they made this character wear white, because it's, um... Because, like, you, you could show the blood splatter and whatnot, so I think that's probably why they made the character wear white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was the opposite of Ghostface. Yeah, I, that that could be too. Because if you give it like a black cape and hood and whatnot, you're getting into like Ghostface territory. So we we said that it was Angel Foot. Yeah, Angel Foot. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite. Of... You said. Go ahead. <laughs> you said too. Say something on the opposite of face. So the first thing that came to mind was foot. Yeah. Only because that's on the other end of the body. It was funny the way you said it because it was like instant. Like, I'm like, so the opposite of ghost is angel, which I don't even think that's correct. And the opposite, I'm like, what's the opposite of face? And you're like foot. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's it's angel foot is the name of the name of this killer. That's uh, a that's, mm-hmm. that's what we're sticking to. Um. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. What, what were you getting at? The, oh, that that they probably made it white because just to because it it almost looks like the MTV version of Scream. So I think that's probably why oh, they, yeah. they, they they kept it black or they kept it white. I mean, because if you go black, you're kind of looking like the MTV Scream. So yeah, which was already a choice in its own. Yeah. Well, this. Movie- gotten away with that if they chose a face like that 
Uh, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> but not, um, not Scream. No. I didn't like that. No. No, I did not either. I only saw one episode of that show. The yeah. first season was good. And then the, I liked the third one when they rebooted it. You know, I remember thinking it was so clever because when I saw the first uh, when I saw the first one, the first episode, I haven't seen Scream since I was a kid at that point, so I didn't really remember it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was so yeah. I thought it was so clever that they made a reference by saying that um I forget what they say, but it's it's something like how no one wants to watch a show about a slasher villain being on TV or something like that. They're they're pretty much yeah. they're pretty much calling out that they were a slasher series that transitioned to TV. And I thought it was so clever. Mm-hmm. Then it's like if you watch all the movies, that's just like normal stuff <laughs> for Scream. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh my yeah. god, that's so cool that they called themselves out like that. But then you watch all the Scream movies, and it's like, you know, like, oh yeah, they call themselves out all these movies too. Like even the first movie, it's like you know how to survive a horror movie, uh, how to survive a sequel, how to survive a trilogy. It's, and then the fourth is the reboots and then five is the requels. And yeah, it, so it's like that thing that I thought was so clever was absolutely nothing new to not scream. Not, not clever. <laughs> no. Yeah. That show kind of had the same issue that the movies have now where they didn't want to kill anybody off. Yeah. Okay, I remember Bella Thorne getting killed off early on. Yeah, she was the um, the classic opening kill. Yeah. yeah that part was cool. Yeah, I was disappointed that they killed her off. I thought I she, know. I thought she was going to be the main, uh, like the main character, but no, they killed her off very early. But yeah, um. All right, so where were we at? You were going through the kills. What are some other ones? Well, there's the whole um, sequence with the movie theater where everybody's getting killed. This is when that couple is being killed, too. And you only see it in, like, the flashes. Yeah. I like that part, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, like I said, that whole sh- that whole sequence is great. Mm-hmm. And then they finally, they have to defeat, um, how did they kill Henry Waters? I don't remember. Uh, you know what? Good I remember point. he was pushed off stage. He was pushed off what? He was pushed off stage and people started breaking out of their trance. Oh. Yeah, because he's, that, that's where everyone's eyes are turning blue. And yeah, they, they kill Turn him. back to normal. Yeah, I can't remember. It's that one. I don't remember the the fatal blow, but I do remember like everybody's eyes being blue. He gets killed, and then everybody's like snaps back and like Where? yeah, they like they turn normal. I do forget how he dies. So, but yeah, I know I know what you're talking about. I don't think it, I don't think it was violently. No, it might have been just like one step. It might have been like a lot less violent than. 
any of the other kills in the movie. Like, <laughs> probably the least violent yeah. death is the one that the Aurora Borealis is pleased with. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. did like how he killed his brother, too, because he, like, stabbed him, and then they put the killer's outfit on him, and, yeah. like... Use them as a decoration. Yeah. yeah. But. But yeah, he was quickly disposed of, and the Aurora's happy, so she's able to wake up back in her original universe. And, you know, she realizes she has, like, she actually has a brother, like, her parents recognize her. Um, you know, and once again, I know they were cringing when they saw totally killer a month ago <laughs> because a lot of this a lot of this yeah. is like that uh i guess like reconciliation and like getting back together and like getting with your family again so a lot of it is that which is how totally killer ended oh yeah her, her aunt that was from that movie influencer is alive again too oh yeah yeah i forgot about her um, yeah, she's back. Um, Influencer was a pretty good movie, by the way. I, I did like that one. Speaking of Shutter yeah. movies. Um, yeah. And she goes to um, uh, Bernie's house because this is the day that Bernie is supposed to kill herself. And uh, this, this is where it's revealed, like you said, that um, Bernie uh, traveled back with her. Was, well, they actually... You know, there's this there's there's this growing tension throughout the movie that they're that they like have feelings for each other, and then they uh, they finally yeah. kiss before they uh, you know travel back to the other universe or whatever they're doing, and mm -hmm. then when she um, goes back, she like has to stop Bernie from killing herself, but then it's revealed that she traveled back with her. So yeah, it's um. She remembers, yeah, she remembers everything and it's like you know i guess they're they're a relationship so this family now has uh two kids that are going to be getting rainbow gifts for the rest of their life <laughs> <laughs> plus the yeah. aunt <laughs> oh so three of them yeah they're they're yeah. an easy family to shop for so rainbows yeah. for everyone <laughs> but yeah um that's pretty much it, I guess. You know, um, mm -hmm. like I said, like the the complaint I have is that I think it's just too short for what it's trying to do. I think that's kind of pretty much what I've been getting at the entire time, and I think that's the solution to fix it is to just, um, you know, just just add ten minutes onto your movie and explain like this this control. Yeah, I wish I would have given. What's that? I wish I would have given them a little more time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably the simple solution to to fix this is to just add probably like ten minutes onto your movie, and that's that. But, mm -hmm. but you know, who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, like I don't know how long this thing's going to be in theaters. I don't know if it's going to be in there next week by the time I put this episode out. If it is, I do recommend it, and you should probably support this movie more than uh, the Marvels, yeah. even though I haven't seen it. But you know, just just support something that is not 
big IP, you know, just support yeah. these small horror movies. I don't like when they show the small horror movies in theaters. I usually always try to go yeah. see them. Sometimes they're hit and miss, but yeah, I... yeah. Sometimes you get um, trinket boxed, which I kind of thought this movie. I didn't know this movie was like more known. Well, th- and I was like, I hope it's not one of the cringy ones that. Yeah, I always end up going. Yeah, to see. and I had to kind of uh, s- settle your nerves a bit because um, I was I, I was <laughs> like. No, it's from the writer of uh, Freaky and the director of Tragedy Girls. So, like, it, it's pretty much in good hands. Like, I don't think it's anything. It, it's not going to be, like, a disaster. But Oh, yeah, I noticed that he directed one of the segments in VHS 99. Yeah, I noticed that, too. I'm not sure which one it was. But, yeah, I saw that, too. The one where, the one where those boys were looking at the neighbor... Oh, okay. Okay. That kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, that that was that was a good one. That was one yeah. of the better ones. Uh, I haven't seen Tragedy Girls, but it's come up it, it's Me come neither. up in a few episodes recently, so I think I want to check it out sometime soon. Yeah, me too. So. All right, I think it's all I have for this movie. Did you have anything else? No, I think we pretty much okay. got everything. Um, I guess one thing I want to point out is um, due to our like scheduling conflicts that we're having, we might start releasing episodes on Wednesdays. Um, it would just give me an extra day to to edit the episodes instead of like rushing them. Um, so I might start doing that. I'm not sure. We'll see. But we always have to figure out our new um recording yeah. day. But uh would you like to jump into our uh, weekly recommendations? Mm-hmm. Over there. It's time to recommend <laughs> some things you and me were recommending. Right. What would you like to recommend? Well, I might as well recommend the other Christmas movie that I watched. It is called Journey to Bethlehem. It was pretty much the story of the birth of Jesus, but it is in the form of a musical. Okay. So it's like a unique version of it. Okay. Interesting. It's like one of those, um, it is like a period piece, kind of, but they speak in modern, modern tongue. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Prey with Predator. Okay. I kind of low-key wish they would have been like the witch and used the tongue from that era. If anybody knows what it is. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. I don't, I don't know what it is, but. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think it looks really good. It's kind of, um. Yeah, it, it like visually looks good. 
I like some of the songs. The songs are very modern too, so it kind of doesn't match fully. Okay. But yeah, it's like a feel-good Christmas movie. Okay. Yeah, I've I've never heard of it. About Jesus, I've never heard it until heard of it until you told me about it yesterday. So I actually watched it because the guy from the zombies movies is in it. Oh, and he knows the zombies three is a comfort movie. Oh yeah, that is your comfort movie. I like it. I I watched it the the day I got robbed. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh I'm going to recommend a YouTube channel. Um they are called uh Slash Tracks Network, the 80s slasher librarian. Okay. Um they mm-hmm. they they buy like these out of print like novelizations of of uh classic horror movies like uh Friday the 13th franchise, uh Child's Play, Halloween Nightmare on Elm Street all those. Um and they do audiobooks of the out of print novelizations. So like if you wanted to like, like hear okay. like read the novelization for um Halloween for example, Instead of spending like a hundred dollars or whatever for the book, they did an audio version of the book that you can listen to. And I mainly want to give them a shout out because I don't know like their work ethic or like what's going on with this channel, but they are uploading like every day and they are premiering videos all the time, like all day, every day. So it's like they're always like right now they're running. Right now they're running one uh, for Camp Crystal Lake, Friday the 13th, book number one, Mother's Day. (laughs) And (laughs) yeah, they're like always like constantly running. So uh, like yesterday they uploaded a 11 hour version of Jason X, book number four, Death Moon. And yeah. Yeah. Mm. So if you... Ooh, I see. Huh? What'd you say? I see Halloween five on yeah. here. Yeah, they did the that novelization. Uh we love Halloween five. Even like spin-offs for uh you know franchises. Like I, I was listening to the one for uh Wes Craven's New Nightmare the other day. And mm-hmm. I forget what I was doing and I was just kind of Board, so I was just listening to New Nightmare audiobook. So, yeah. But yeah, they're 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 very good. Um, I definitely recommend checking them out. They take donations, and that's like they're pretty much nonprofit, I guess, except for like they take donations so they could like buy the books that they're reading because they're out of print and like hundreds of dollars. So, just like an interesting. you know, kind of place for horror fans that are interested for the, in things like that. So, but yeah, check them out. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at look at it. Right. Yeah, they have like they have listen to the. Uh, they have like all in one versions, and then they have like books that are split up into chapters. So they have all kinds of stuff. So. 
All right. I think that's uh, all I have for this episode. Did you have anything else? No, I think I'm right. good, too. So next week, we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier, but what are we discussing next week? Um, we are talking about the movie Black Friday, are we? Or are we talking about Thanksgiving? Uh, we'll do Black Friday. Black Friday. Yes. It's like the whole horror comedy. Bruce Campbell's in it. Yep. Dev, Dev, Devin Sawa's in it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to check it out. I've never seen it before. So this is the first time watch. This is a Steven Select. So we'll see. All right. Yeah, I think I think it's funny. Right. Yeah, I'm interested to see it. I really enjoy it. This is our second trip to the store. Let's watch it with um, Intruder. Mm. Our third trip to the store. Watch it with The Mist. Oh, yeah. Last week's episode. Oh, yeah, we were in the store. Yeah, last week's episode, The Mist. Or when we're, when we're not in the holidays, we're in the store this yeah. month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this one just ha happens to have yeah. both <laughs> but alright so if you want to follow us on social <laughs> media you can on Instagram we are at Santamira After Dark on Twitter we are at Santamira AD Pod and until next time I'm Jeremy I'm Steven and curfew is now in effect <laughs>